This is CarPro USA with Jerry Reynolds, the CarPro. Jerry's got 35 years of auto industry experience and was a two-term chairman of the Ford National Dealer Council. Radio Hall of Famer Kevin McCarthy is his sidekick. Jerry's like the guy who puts his blinker on to let you know he's changing lanes. Kevin's the guy who has the radio on so loud that he can't hear the blinker that's been on for 35 miles. But he means well. Now, with straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive, here they are on CarPro USA. Hey there, welcome to CarPro USA. I'm Jerry Reynolds, the CarPro. Glad you joined us today. We'll be with you for the remainder of this hour, taking your questions and talking straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive. Uh, the only rule we have is we don't have, we don't take mechanical questions. But other than that, if you're thinking about doing something, let's figure out together if it's the right time. Because for some of you, it is the right time. For others of you, it is way the wrong time. And the only way I'll know that is when I hear your situation. So just remember everything going on in the industry right now with vehicle shortages, chip shortages, um, trading values at an all-time high versus the all the guides that are out there uh, on what used cars are worth. They're up somewhere between 30 and 40% in the last six weeks and that makes it a great time if you've got a trade-in um, but if you got to buy something new then you know it's it may be harder to find that perfect car but if you can and take advantage of this trade market you really need to give that some serious thought what happens after the microchips start to come in cars are still going to be hard to get for a while and here's why We've got so much pit up demand by now of people who wanted to buy a car in the last 30 days, couldn't find what they wanted. There's going to be a major run on these cars. Uh, once they do start to hit the dealer's lots, they're going to hit the ground and go out the same day. Uh, there's not going to be any need for big incentives when cars are selling that fast. So it's going to take months for this industry to recover and get back to whatever normal used to be. And I'm saying that because go going through COVID like we did and getting back from that, we saw the effect of pent-up demand. Business was incredibly good in January and February, and then the microchip shortage this year started to really take hold. And now we're back to very slim inventories, very slim incentives. But the, the thing about it is your trade-in, if it's a nice, clean, average mile, late model, car, truck, or SUV, what it'll bring more than it would have a month ago, more than makes up for the lo loss of incentives. So bear that in mind. It's just that you're going to have to work harder at finding that right vehicle for you. If you go through our website at carprousa.com, our dealers will help you with that. They have computer systems that will find the car that you're looking for, and hopefully they can get their hands on it for you. It's called a dealer transfer, and they do it constantly. So with that, my trusty sidekick, Kevin McCarthy, is here. And if you've been listening to Jerry and you think, I'm not in the market for a car right now. I just got one last year. I might get one in a couple of years. And what's this big chip shortage? So what? People have not that many to choose from. They're going to have to order. Bah, 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 bah. Here's how serious it is. 
it's not to the extent of the the Operation Warp Speed for the vaccine for COVID last year, but this week in the United States Senate, they are reaching, they're close to reaching a deal on a $52 million measure to try to help the industry ramp up microchip production because it's beginning to affect the rest of the economy. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, the manufacturers aren't ordering, you know, thousands of tires. They don't need them because they can't put them on anything right now. I mean, this will all fix itself at some point, but it starts with these microchips. And if somebody had told me a long time ago. <laughs> like a year ago? Six months ago? Uh, or 20 years ago or whatever. Pick a number. Uh, that this industry would get ground to a halt because of a little bitty chip. And I, I did an interview this week with um, a Fox affiliate in, I don't remember where they were, as a matter of fact, maybe maybe South Carolina, but <clears throat> the reporter said to me, "What? Wh- why are these chips so important? And I said, because run, they run everything. They run everything from your from your engine to your transmission to your radio to your air conditioning, your keys. There, I mean, there's so many of them. That's one of the reasons that, that you know, getting everybody up to speed is going to be more difficult. CJ in San Antonio, Texas, what can I do for you, sir? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I have a question. We, um, we've got a, an Odyssey. Uh, an eight-passenger Odyssey, and we've had a lot of issues with it, uh, suspension wise and we're looking to upgrade. I've done a lot of research, and it looks like the, the top eight passengers are the Pacifica, the Carnival, and another Odyssey, an updated Odyssey. Uh, but it's, it's getting real hard to figure out you know, which one's going to be the best for the long term as far as warranty and low maintenance. What do you think? Well, it's hard to say. The Odyssey has had a good history through the years. There was, uh, back around 2010, they they actually had some transmission issues, but they got those corrected quickly. If you're going to keep it for a long time, it's probably the safe bet. I do like the Pacifica a lot, particularly the hybrid model. Uh, We have not had the Carnival yet. It just came out. And and so, uh, you know, for me... Uh, oh, and you didn't mention the uh, all-new Toyota Sienna, which is looks like it's going to really be something else, too. Is that a eight passenger? It's a... I don't know if you can get a front bench seat or not, to be honest with you. You can certainly okay. get a middle row bench, and a, the third row, of course, is a bench. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there because a lot of people are raving about it. People I've helped get them just say, wow. What a change. <clears throat> but I think probably the safe, safe bet is going to be the Honda. Uh, Odyssey's just been that good for that long. You see, my concern with that is every six months putting in, uh, you know, $1,000 to, to fix a suspension. I know it's a 2014, uh, so it's, it's had its run. It's almost 200,000 miles. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'd run into that today. Um, they've done a lot of change into that to the Odyssey, and I think today that if it's typical Honda, what when they run into a problem like that, they get it fixed, and they typically get it fixed pretty quickly. Um, okay. Talk to talk to Jeff Waite at Northside Honda. He's at my website under Certified Dealers, 
And I promise you, he'll be he'll be honest with you. If that's still an issue, he'll tell you. He's a real straight shooter. Uh, or call their service department and, and talk to them. But if you decide to go with the Odyssey, he'll take the best care of you on price. Uh, he takes real good care of our listeners. With that, we got to run. I appreciate the call, CJ. You can spend days looking for the right car or just minutes talking to the car pro at 1-800-926-7777. The most practical car pro advice in a long, long time in the car pro newsletter this week. The most successful 16 excuses to get out of a speeding ticket if you get pulled over. Yep. It's in yesterday's newsletter. If you're not a subscriber, sign up today at the website, carprousa.com. You'll get the 16 most successful excuses. And a few that you really don't want to try. No. And there's no guarantee. In your inbox later on. <laughs> yeah. And also in the newsletter yesterday, something that riled up a bunch of people is there are some groups out there. One of them is AAA Insurance, which uh, I, I, I sort of see their point in it because less wrecks means less claims. But all these groups are wanting to increase the number of red light tickets i'm sorry red light cameras and they want to install speeding cameras as a deterrent to people driving too fast and running red lights i read Um, deeper into that and and or maybe it was in that article like on tollways where you have to you know pay yeah not just with a toll tag they'll time you you can't just you know, say, oh, there's no cop I can ride. I can drive as fast as I want. If you make it to from one booth to the other too quickly, uh-oh. Big brother, welcome. Mm-hmm. Anna Marie, Los Angeles, welcome. How can I help you, Anna Marie? Hi. Um, I have a 2010 Toyota Yaris with 111,000 miles on it. Um, I love her. She's great. Um, but I want to trade her in for a hybrid because I do live in LA and I do a lot of driving and gas is ridiculous right now. Yes, it Um, is. But I can't seem to find all the hybrids that I can find used because I don't buy new. I only buy used, um, have over a hundred thousand miles on it. And I don't want to buy a car that's five years newer than the one that I own, but has more miles than the one that I currently own. Oh, for sure. I'm just trying to figure out like what the best way to go about this is. Well, I'd definitely go with a Prius if I were you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Best hybrid, best hybrid ever built. Longest, longest hybrid on the market. Prius, believe it or not, has been out on the market 20 plus years now. And they've just got everything worked out with that one. Have you used the search engine on on the front page of my website at carprousa.com? I did. And unfortunately, just all the Priuses that I could find um, just are, if they have low miles, they're just, you know, about $20,000. And I'm not looking to spend more than fifteen. dollars um, And 
anything lower than that has more miles on it because I live in a big Uber and Lyft city. So every hybrid, every Prius that I find has all of those miles from that on there. You know, so you're, you're, just, you're one of those people that need to wait right now. You don't need to do anything until this used, new car shortage is over and used car prices come back down. You got you got a double whammy there. You've got record high used car prices on top of when gas goes up, so do hybrids. So it's it, yep. you're 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 mixing. You want you want to spend fifteen thousand. You want low miles. You're not going to find those together right now. You would have been able to. Well, I don't know. Two months ago, uh, you'd have been yeah. in perfect shape. It's probably going to be a few more months before you're going to be able to find that again. Now, if there is a plus side, even with over 100,000 miles, your Yaris is worth more today than it, than it has been in a long, long time. That'll help offset some of that high price. But even at that, I think the best move for you is to let everything settle down, let gas prices come back down, let the market come back down on used prices, your Yaris is a darn good car. It's not yeah, like you're not likely to have a, a major issue with it in the next 90 days. So my advice to you would be just hang on. I think you'll be better off waiting. Okay. And then my next question is because I do like my Yaris because of the way it's shaped and the size and it's a hatchback. Um, what your thoughts were on the Prius C? Yeah. Um, I did find a couple Prius Cs within my price range, but the problem is Unless it's a Prius C4, they don't come with any of the other uh, like accessories that the regular Prius comes with. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's just kind of an entry-level uh, car. But from a, a mechanical standpoint, it, it's, just, it's a Prius. It's as good as any of the rest of them. It's getting over you know, the things that you want, which is sometimes hard to do with a used car, especially when used cars are, are scarce. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to that for you, but I still think you're probably best to wait. Kiddo, we got to run. I appreciate the call. Okay, so your automotive needs are very specific. So call CarPro USA now at 1-800-926-7777. To Strongsville, Ohio, we go and talk to Susan. Susan, what can I do for you? Oh, thank you, Mr. Reynolds, for taking my call. Um, I inherited a 2019 Nissan Rogue SL with um, about 43,000 miles on it. Yeah. And um, I was talking to my mechanic because I have myself a 94 and a 96 Oldsmobile with bands, which I, I loved. But um, I, the mechanic said he would recommend looking for either an older Toyota or Honda, three or four years old, because he said the Nissan Rogues have had a lot of trouble with transmission and other issues when they get to be around four or five years old. And so I'm looking to keep a car for a while, but I don't need all the extra repairs. Kiddo, and I'm, I'm sure your mechanic is, is good at what he does but the truth is the transmission issues on the rogue and the other nissans um we haven't seen that problem since 2016 oh I, good i wouldn't do anything but drive it with forty thousand miles on 2019 uh there, there's a ton of life left in that thing 
and it'll make you a good SUV. I wouldn't do anything. I'd see no reason for you to go oh, out. Oh, my. And, well, that's uh, good to hear. <laughs> yeah. And it was an issue. I've talked about it many times here. Uh, in fact, I got stranded in a brand-new Nissan I was reviewing back in 2014 uh, oh because the transmission went out. And that's a nightmare for a car company to have a reviewer that's talking on the radio all over the country have a transmission problem in a brand new car, you know, but it, oh my it, Lord. it wasn't, it wasn't uncommon at that time. You got a great vehicle there. Um, oh. it, it just do your maintenance and you, this thing will last you for years and years and years. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so relieved. Thank now, you so what, much. What are you going to do with your two Oldsmobiles? I keep driving them. I love them. Um, the the 96 has about 215,000 miles on it, and the 94 has about 185,000 miles on it. And they're just something. You know, the space, the way they run, the way they ride on the freeway, um, and all in all, haven't had that many repairs on them. Well, good. Since they're fiberglass, they look great on the outside. Sure. We're about to run out of time, kiddo. I appreciate the call, and good luck. Uh, I think you're you're doing the right thing keeping the rogue. The Car Pro knows all and shares all. Call Jerry Reynolds now at Car Pro USA, 1-800-926-7777. This hour of Car Pro USA is brought to you by Progressive, making it easy to bundle your home and your car insurance together. Go to Progressive.com. Pretend that I've been out of the country or camping in the woods for about a month. Okay. And I come back and I go, so, Jerry, what's going on in the car business? Good time to trade? What's happening? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with used car prices? What's going on with the inventory? Give me, give me a elevator pitch about what's happening. <laughs> uh. Many used, many new vehicles are short in supply. Trucks, SUVs, anything popular right now, there's not near the selection that there was. Used car prices are through the roof. I watched the auction last Wednesday. Uh, again, it was it was way they were way up. And what I look at is not what a car brings, but how much. What's the bulk of the cars bringing as far as in relationship to the guide, which is MMR. When a car rolls up on the block, uh, dealers looking at MMR, which is the most accurate and quickest data that's available. So, what what are cars bringing over that? Some Toyota Tundras, late model ones with decent miles, five thousand over, eight thousand over, ten thousand over. Uh, there's no stopping it, and that's because New Tundras are just so non-existent. Um, we had a lady on the Dallas show this morning. She called in. She was wanting to buy her Jeep Grand Cherokee, 24,000 miles, six-cylinder automatic. Nothing particularly special, except that's pretty low for a 2018, 24,000 miles. Her residual value that she could buy that car at the end of the lease, which is in a couple of months, was $18,000 and some change. Wasn't that nice for you to look it up for? Well, I didn't. Uh, I thought you did. No, 
my the the Jim Haran who founded retailmyride.com was listening to the show and he booked it out for me and sent it to me by email. Ah. Anyway, the amount that that thing would bring through auction. Now bear in mind she could buy it for 185 was $31,600. That's a nice profit. Oh, it's a, but you know, like I told her on the line before I even knew that, I knew it was worth a lot more than a residual value. Those residual values were set 3 years ago. And so who knew? You know, 3 years ago that there would be a, a chip shortage that would affect vehicle inventory like this on the heels of COVID. Oh, yeah. Well, that's another thing. So if you're in a lease right now and it's coming due sometime this year, there's a good, good, good chance that there's some equity there. I don't know if it'll be as much as she had. But what scares me is so many people who have leased before are used to just going back to their dealer, handing them the keys, and walking away and not checking. I've got an article that has never been more important than it is right now if you're in a lease at my FAQ page at carprousa.com, and it's titled End of Lease Options. Be sure and look at that if you're currently in a lease. That's going to be critical. I don't want you walking away from thousands of dollars, maybe over $10,000 like she might have if she had just walked away. Take a look. It's a great article. I've rewritten it since its original inception. Um, And it, 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 I really made it simple. And primarily because so many first time lessees are coming out of the market and they're not sure what to do. I covered that for you. While you're on that FAQ page, read, go down to the bottom of the page, read true story number 37. And it's called Selling Out because 15 years ago today, I closed and walked away from the last dealership that I had, which was my biggest uh, in Dallas, Ford, Ford Store. Uh, been there at that point uh, 16 years, and I walked away. And i tell you about that experience and why I walked away. So I'll read that. There's some other good stories there. There's 40 of them, but number 37 was selling out because it's the 15th anniversary today of being out of the auto industry. Today's today? Uh, yeah. Other than, it was May 15th, other than you know what we do here on the radio, which we've been on the air now for almost 20 years. So with that, let's go to Chuck in Roseville, California. Hello, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Hello, Jerry. How do you do? I'm good, buddy. What can I help you with? You sound great. You, Kevin, you too. Well, uh, I'm a, a Z driver, have been since 1990. I've really enjoyed the cars, had three different ones, and uh, was thinking about trading in my, I've got a 370, Z, 370 convertible now, and was thinking about trading it in, you know, like next February or so for yeah. a new one. Uh-huh. But uh, I understand the the new 400 will be out by then, and I guess it's really you know we got the Toyota and Nissan race going again. Yes, apparently <laughs> that's uh, correct. And because that happened just after I bought my car in '90, they started ramping those cars up, and they got 
crazy expensive and then then they finally you know blew up the market and so then I bought a 350 a few years later anyway uh looking for uh an alternative uh fun fun little car that that won't cost me $50,000 well have you looked at the it's going to be right about 50 but have you looked at the supra from Toyota, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't done any shopping at all. I just, I just got this revelation early last week, and I thought I just got to call Jerry uh, and see if you have any, any thoughts. Um, what year yeah, model? Supra's a pretty good. Cool. What year is your uh, Nissan? It's a thirteen. Okay. It's convertible with one hundred and fifteen thousand on it. All right. Uh, it's been affected by you know the the high used car prices as well. But sure. and it's worth more than it was. In fact, I was a little astounded Wednesday when I was watching cars roll through the auction. There were several 370s run through there, and typically they don't bring big money, but but they were, and it was just it was very surprising. Are you going to want another convertible this time? No. no okay. I've uh, you know I had them in college and then you know family and stuff and. I kind of got it out of my system now, even though I have really enjoyed it. But I'm ready for something a little quieter. Yeah, uh, and you might you might consider the Miata. It's a fun, fun car to drive, and it's got a hardtop convertible, so you don't get to all that noise and and hmm. that sort of thing. It's just pretty small, depending on it's, yeah, it's, how big you are. Uh, but I I'm fit. Six, I'm six one. I, I fit in this car good. But uh, some of the little cars, I don't fit in very well. Yeah, no, I hear you. But I, I really do think you'd be okay in the Supra. It's one of those cars that it takes a little bit of effort to get in it. Get in it, but once you get in it, it's very comfortable. And at six one, you wouldn't have any problems. Try that, and let's see if it if that works. If you can find a pre owned one, and there are some out there. Then, then you'll be able to stay well under that 50000 mark. I appreciate the call, pal. The Michael Jordan of car advice is the CarPro, Jerry Reynolds. Call CarPro USA now at 1-800-926-7777. This is CarPro USA. You ask, Jerry delivers uh, with the cooperation of the people who provide him his test cars. And next week, the long-awaited chance for the Car Pro to review the new Ford Bronco Sport. The Badlands edition. Badlands. Yeah. Everybody wants to be bad. You got the new uh, Explorer Timberline. Yeah. Uh, the new... Forerunner TRD Pro with a snorkel. I've been asked a million questions on this Bronco Sport and hadn't been able to get one. None of the dealers stock them because you have to order them online and then just pick your dealer to, to take delivery of it. Um, and they come in so many different packages. I'm just uh, luckily they're sending me the Badlands and it seems to have been the po- most popular of the group. So good news there. Um, Houston. Auto show next week, starting on Wednesday, runs through Sunday. We've got information at uh, carprousa.com on that, or look in yesterday's newsletter. It was there as well. Subscribe today to the newsletter. We'll get that to you later today and every Friday from this point on. And I want to say 
Happy Armed Forces Day to anybody that's ever been in our military or currently in the military or those that will be in the military later. This so, this holiday kind of get lost. Yeah, it does. It, it really does. And it's also National Police Week. So we thank all our police officers out there for what they do. And let's talk to Tom in Granite Bay, California. Tom, welcome. Well, thank you, Jerry. I have a question for you. Um, I have a Land Rover, Range Rover, um, HSC 2016. Yep. It has, right? No, go ahead. Um, it has, oh, has 63,000 miles on it. Love it. But things are starting to kind of go wrong with it. My extended warranty is up June in June. And I've got a quote, like uh, I think it's 36 months or 32 months for $3,000. But I'm a, I'm a Range Rover guy, and I, I'm waiting for the 2020s to come out. I heard it's a new generation. I, mean, I just heard about it. haven't seen it. So my dilemma is should I pay for the warranty and then wait until 2020? Or the dealership is you know all over trying to buy it back for me and then buy another Range Rover and wait you know you know spend money on buying another Range Rover and wait until twenty twenty three. That's where I'm I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, I'm do I'm, I'm struggling. Like, I'm, what to do. I'm struggling with that a little bit too. I've got a twenty nineteen Sport with the five liter okay. supercharged, and you know right now I could sell it for roughly what I paid for it. Uh, just wow. because of the shortages, and I, and and if when you've been in the car business as long as I have, and you can drive a car for two years and get your money back, that will weigh on your brains greatly. <laughs> oh yes, but then again, you go to replace it, and there's nothing out there. I think the 2022. Right. I, I'd wait for the 2022. I'd get your warranty, one one claim, okay. and it'll be paid for. Let them cool down because there's there's so many Range Rover owners out there that when they do a drastic change like they're doing in 2022, then all those people flock in immediately to get the newest, latest, greatest thing. I don't. I'll wait six months to a year to when they get plentiful, prices drop, occasionally see some incentives on them uh, that go directly to the dealer. I, I'd keep what you got, get your warranty, and, you know, for $3,000 today, if you use that thing one time, man, you're going to be money ahead. You can't even get an air-conditioned compressor for three grand on one of those. So that's that would be my course of action. You like the one you got, get the warranty, keep doing your maintenance, and then when the new one comes out, wait, you know, six months nine months after introduction time and then we can help you get a bargain on one of those i appreciate your call very much uh alan and if i can help you in the future please let me know car pro usa is where you find out whether to keep your car or just give it a cigarette and a blindfold and be done with it 1-800-926-7777 Alan in Houston, Texas. Welcome. How can I help you, Alan? Uh, hi, Jerry. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I have a question. Question. I am a Toyota guy through and through. First uh, car ever was a 1974 FJ Jeep. Um, but uh, 
I know that the 60-year Land Cruiser comes out next year, the anniversary, and it sounds like it's not going to be available in the U.S. Is there a way to buy one and ship it over? Boy, I don't know, buddy, because the emissions are much more lax in in Europe than they are here, which is going to run into some problems when you go to inspect it and that sort of thing. And the crash test, uh, crash criteria is different too. I, I, I don't, I don't think you could do it. Or if you could, what it would cost would be astronomical. What I think Toyota will do is they'll end it in 2021. This will be the last year. They'll start out over there, and then it'll eventually come here again. And, and I've heard that from a good source inside Toyota that, that that's what he thought would happen. So, I, you know, again, I just don't think, I don't think it would be economically feasible to import one. I think, uh, I, th- I, I think you could spend half the cost of the Land Cruiser itself just making it fit over here. And then you've, then you've, got, then you've got title problems after that. Because it was imported, uh, I love the way you're thinking, and I love the Land Cruiser, but I just don't think that's going to work out, my friend. I wish I had better news for you. Take care, and thanks for calling us here at CarPro USA. That's our website, CarPro USA. All you got to do is go to the front page and scroll down to the bottom, subscribe to the newsletter. We'll get it to you this evening. Thank you. It's not hard to get Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, to help you find your next vehicle. All you have to do is call CarPro USA, 1-800-926-7777.